of picks. Welcome back. We are back with another edition of the Fantasy 40 Podcast. Of course, we have some draft reactions. Uh, We are recording on a rare Sunday morning, uh, Sunday following the draft that just took place Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We got some stuff going on this week. This may be out early, maybe out late, but either way, this is our rapid reaction show uh, post-draft. So, Walk, how are you as an Eagles fan? I'm assuming you're ecstatic, but other than that... How you doing? And then I got some teams to bitch about. Yeah, East Coast lunch happening right now for me. Johnny's still on his, his morning coffee, but you know it was a it was an eventful three days uh, as an Eagles fan. Kansas City looks like one of the most boring places that I've ever seen on television <laughs> in my entire life. Through that, I mean, they couldn't even manufacture you know excitement there, and did look like there were a lot of people there either. Um, no disrespect to Kansas City, but I think you have to put these in like bigger cities. I, I don't think like they necessarily need to go to every city. There's an NFL team, right? I mean, make it a destination. I don't think people are clamoring for a like, Kansas City barbecue in May. I mean, I, I don't know that that necessarily gets me on a plane to, to do something. So, little, little, little disappointed in like the the theatrics <clears throat> associated with it. What seventeen players were there? In total, I mean, so I guess some of it was NFL decision based and all, but didn't even seem like players wanted to go there. <laughs> like I felt like there was a lot more in Las Vegas last year. <laughs> Just yeah, well, Bears in St. John. I mean, it's is what it is. There was a butt ton in Philadelphia the year I was there. So I don't know. Just I believe it's in Green Bay next year, or it's going to be in Green Bay soon. Ooh. Like, <clears throat> sure, I'd love to go to see Lambeau Field and do all that, but. And there's some history involved, but just to hang out and can that, can that support it? You know what I mean? Like not, not every city's made to host these type of events. Um, but I digress outside of that Eagles just drafted the entire 2021 national champion, Georgia Bulldogs defense at this point in time. And we are just rocking and rolling. You could do a lot worse than that. Yeah. And, and some teams did to me. The one of the biggest losers in this whole draft was the stupid Chicago Bears, who go down from one to nine, and you go, okay, you could still get somebody good at nine. And before Jalen Carter is murdering teammates in drag races, we there was talk. We don't, we, don't, we don't talk about that anymore, John. Oh yeah, of course, yes. <laughs> Leave it. We're leaving that in the past, buddy. Clean <laughs> slate. There was talk of him going to the Bears at 101. As I don't even know, arguably, wasn't he pretty much universally the best football player in the draft? So U- universal is the appropriate definition. There so was the Bears person said he is not unquestionably the best player in this NFL draft. <laughs> so the Bears, he was in play at 101. The Bears trade down. They go all the way to nine. You go, well, st- still going to be a top ten player there. Not bad. <laughs> then. The draft plays out. Carter falls to their lap at nine. And these dumb 
bastards trade down one spot no knowing thing. who Philly's going for, right? <laughs> sure. yeah, they didn't want him. Yeah, they didn't want him. So they let Philly jump ahead. They only get a fourth, it's beautiful. which is trash. And then they draft the third best offensive lineman. Now I get he's hmm. a right tackle and the Bears have a need for right tackle. So it does fill a need, but it's it's just – just a, a, a total disaster. I don't. I don't see how they came out of that uh, feeling good about it at all. And I yeah, can't I mean, wait for him to destroy. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's going to happen for a decade. Yeah, I mean that was clear that they didn't want him because that would have been just amazing yeah. that they trade down to nine and he's still sitting there, and then they sit and pick. And yeah. you know the fact knowing they didn't want him because clearly when the Eagles call, you know. Ryan Pace is like, well, who are you taking? Right? I mean, like, who, who are you coming up to get? I know Ryan, Ryan Poles now. Ryan Poles. Oh, sorry. So. I say Ryan Pace too every time. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so yeah, they were. They knew who everyone was calling them for. If it was more than the Eagles, right? You know, so they were they were out. You know, and they knew they were getting this tackle. Who I do really like. I like Darnell Wright. I think he's just like a violent right tackle. I just like the way the dude plays. But yeah, little surprising. Um, would really change the tone of that defense. And I think it needs it. Um, but they were clearly drafting an offensive lineman, which they also desperately need. So is what it is. I just, you know, kind of glossed over the, the Chicago bears draft. <clears throat> I like it. Um, what they ended up with and I, and they got future picks as well, but I like Jervon Dexter, Tyreek Stevenson don't know a lot about, but he was pretty highly ranked. They went and got Roshan Johnson for nothing. Tyler Scott, one of my favorite wide receivers in this draft. I wanted my Eagles to take him super bad. Then they get Noah Sewell late. Like, there's a lot of names in here, but I think they're filling a lot of need as well. So, while you might not be happy about, um, you know, them not taking Jalen Carter, they certainly filled a lot of needs in this draft and moved around, you know, uh, pretty successfully in, in doing so. So, but yeah, that's my uh, that is, that is my synopsis of the Chicago Bears. But yeah, it was it was interesting um, as he started to fall. Um, I wonder how many teams the Eagles called after he got past like Seattle. <clears throat> you know, and, well that that was. Do you want to trash my other team? The stupid Seahawks taking the corner at five, and I, I mentioned it repeatedly when we were doing our, you know, draft predictions and and. At Seahawks front office that this is a, a franchise changing pick. We don't pick this early. I don't I don't who they take. Witherspoon, is that his name, right? Yeah, who I, I don't think I he's totally love, but you're right. They you know, they uncovered a gem in what, like the sixth round last year. Oh yeah. You know, so to use the fifth overall pick on another corner to pair with them, I was shocked. We Witherspoon was a top ten pick, so I don't think the player is the problem. But yeah, I uh, I wonder if Anthony Richardson wasn't taken by the Colts, would that have changed things? Interesting, yeah. <clears throat> and and it, like unless he's <laughs> Daryl Revis or Jalen Ramsey or you know one of these generational complete shutdown corners, I, I just don't. That pick could have been more wisely used and they had some other draft questionable uh draft decisions but we'll we'll get into that more so where where you want to start here more more overall general uh 
I think let's just knock out, no, let's knock out quarterback. I think we can do a kind of a position by position because we're not going right. to go through every pick and player. Sure. You know, but <clears throat> I think we kind of talk about some risers and some fallers and then, you know, guys with landing spots or, or things of that nature. Because we're some, especially at running back, some real unique landing spots for these guys. But um, the, the draft kind of went. Close to as expected, I think. I mean, everyone knew that Bryce Young was going to go one. I, you know, Shroud not going to Houston was was possible, but then you know they wanted to get him and Will Anderson. And it's just kind of a complex scheme where I think they only fooled themselves going into this. Um, Anthony Richardson of Florida, or sorry, of Florida, went to the Colts. You know, there was a lot of Will Levis hype, but you know, with Shane Steich in there, I don't think it should surprise anyone that they were really high on Anthony Richardson. Will Levis falls. He goes the second pick of the second round, but there's been tons of reports that teams were trying to trade into the late first, um, presumably to get Will Levis. But you know, the Eagles having Nolan Smith fall all the way to thirty, they weren't they were <laughs> clearly willing to move out at, at that point in time for a guy that a lot of people had mocked to them at ten, um, and then clearly the Chiefs wanted their edge rusher as well. So he could have gotten late first round draft capital as well, early second, and to the Titans. I think is a great landing spot for him. Hendon Hooker lasted longer than I thought. I thought for sure he'd be a round two pick, um, but he went early round three to another great landing spot with the Detroit Lions. And then there was this late fourth to early fifth round, just, you know, fiesta uh, of drafting quarterbacks. (laughs) Deluge. Wonderful with Jake Hayner being the first to go at 425 and then Stetson Bennett going at 426, which I heard reports that that dude could have potentially been undrafted. Um, but the Rams took a shot at him in, in the late fourth round. So anyone in there that you wanted to talk about specifically landing spots, opportunity, things of that nature. So I kind of go back to the top. I was happy to see Stroud go to Houston and that lasted all of 15 minutes when <laughs> Houston traded up to three and grabbed uh, Will, Will Anderson. Anderson. Mm-hmm. The, the That team is not CJ Stroud, and Will Anderson away from even making the playoffs. So to give up everything they did to get Will Anderson, um, it was just a bit much because you're not putting C.J. Stroud in a position to succeed. Their wide receiver room fucking stinks. This is not a good team, and I think it's going to hurt his development significantly. Yeah, and for those that don't know, the the Cardinals gave up the third overall pick and pick 105 in this draft in exchange for the 12th overall pick, the 33rd overall pick, and a 2024 first and third round selection so that Houston could go up and get Will Anderson. So now Houston does not have a first. Well, do they still have a pick from Deshaun Watson? They still have. They still have the Cleveland pick? Okay. Um, yeah, so they're not totally but, out, you know, but I mean, you could get him an offensive lineman and an outstanding wide receiver, which I think makes your team better for him. Yeah. I mean, if they would have just sat and picked at 12, I mean, Lucas Van Ness wasn't off the board yet. Will McDonald wasn't off the board yet. You know, um, if you really <laughs> want an edge, you know, I'm just even saying staying with an edge. Like if you wanted a defensive player, sure. You know, I mean, you could have made a small move up from 12 and, and move up from 12 to nine and got Jalen Carter, for goodness sake. Oh, God. You know, and you're making and, this even worse than I already felt. Yeah. I mean, they, they severely overpaid um, for the privilege to get the 
you know, they clearly couldn't pick between which guy they wanted. That's what it came down to. It's we, we don't know who we're going to pick. So we'll do anything in our power to get both of them. So we can't be wrong. Right. I heard it was a room divided ownership versus coaching battle. I believe it. I believe it. And I, I'm sure that D'Amico wanted Will Anderson, defensive minded coach, kind of wants, you know, the, sure. the, the linchpin, you know, player on his defense that's, you know, so important, you know, to their scheme. And, and the ownership wanted a new quarterback because they were tired of seeing Davis Mills out there. You know, so I, I buy it, you know, but then they, they overpaid. You know, this was, this is one of those trades afterwards where you're in Dynasty League, everyone's just up in arms. <laughs> like everyone is like, I can't believe. It. Yeah, correct. I would have, tra- I would have traded you less. You know, you could have got great analogy. Yeah, I mean, it's nuts. But you know, hey, at the end of the day, we filled a void with a starting quarterback. It's going to make super flex, flex drafts even better because of it. So, you know, I don't think there's much movement. There's not no movement for me. I'm still Stroud, Richardson, Young, Levis, Hooker. Um, for my top five, I still don't believe the rest of the guys matter that much. Jaron Hall going to the Vikings is a little bit appealing, but he also went late fifth. So what are, what are we really doing there? Dorian Thompson, um, he went to the Browns. Uh, I like the pick for them. I saw a lot of mocks to the Eagles as our backup, which I would have loved, but you know, now he just backs up to Sean Watson. Um, little opportunity there you would think but you know certainly a, a quality backup for him and the rest of these guys i just don't think are important i don't know why my eagles drafted tanner mckee it's a polar opposite you know to what our our sure. scheme is, is based around I, I don't get that and the rest of the guys i don't think are are really that relevant aiden o'connell to the raiders no thank you you know uh no. jay Kaner to the saints they just locked up Derek car he ain't playing clayton <laughs> tune to the cardinals they just you know gave kyler murray a boatload of money these other guys are irrelevant the, the only two that interest me <clears throat> and only if i have like a two-year taxi squad spot is hayner to new orleans and bennett to the rams i mean if mcveigh thinks he can develop bennett and they don't think stafford is you know what's he got in him another two years tops i, I think anyway? this is the last of the big money for him i think this is it yeah so i, I mean the plan might be bring him along. And I think Hayner, Hayner's already friends with Derek Carr right? from what <laughs> I've heard. They're both Fresno State guys. So he mm. goes to a team where he already has a rapport with the starter. If you really want to bring this guy along, that's the perfect combination to do it. He doesn't, you know, no one's expecting him to get on the field anytime soon. And he's a shorter guy. And they've got Carmichael as the, the guy that, you know, helped develop Drew Brees. So if somebody is gonna be the guy to get the most out of Hayner, you can make a pretty good case that it's gonna be Carmichael. So I like them, but yeah, they're not similar to where we were <laughs> before this draft. None of these guys matter, but those two I would throw a dart on if I was in, you know, super deep leagues where I could run a taxi for two years. But yeah, see, I would only change out. And I'm with you on Bennett. There might be a world where he ends up getting some starts, um, especially given Matt Stafford's injury history and short-term nature. And the other one's Jaron Hall, who's, you know, they're, they're in the last year of the Kirk Cousins experience. So I wouldn't be opposed to throwing a dart at him either, but it would be super late, even in a super flex. But yeah, so quarterbacks are quarterbacking. Um, let's go over to tight ends now because the, the fun and, and listen, there's, there's there's a lot to talk about here. Interestingly, oh, enough. by the way, back to quarterbacks for one second. Fourteen drafted, the most in uh, modern draft history. 
modern era history. Uh, is this just the Brock Purdy effect run amok? Everybody's trying to find that gem now. I, I mean, I think it's the it's the everything effect, right? I mean, it's even you know the Jalen Hurts effect as well of you know draft a quarterback when you have one type thing. Um, yeah, it's a copycat league. Everyone wants to find the next super cost controlled option, especially with these exploding contracts. So yeah. it's probably even just the cheaper you can get your backup. I mean, shit, backups are making like five to eight million dollars now. You know, so if one of these guys comes along accordingly and you draft them in the fourth round, what are you making? Like not even a million, you know, a yeah. couple hundred thousand, you know, for your backup where, you know, if shit goes wrong and he's coming in, your, your season's over anyway. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's just, let's let, let's not try to act like, you know, the fall off wouldn't be monumental between just about every team and their backup. So interesting. Didn't know it was the, the modern era. There's certainly saw a lot of names. Um, yeah. That, Set the record. That went. Surprised that like Malik Cunningham didn't get a sniff as a mobile quarterback. That's what and I thought the, too. The kid Tyson Badgett as well, who had a lot of pub and his ton of arm talent, but he's from lower division. He didn't get drafted as well. So with all those guys being drafted, I'm surprised that these guys, uh, that those two didn't get an opportunity late either, because I think it's no, none of them went in the seventh. No quarterbacks were drafted in the seventh. So there was Max Dugan. Oh, he did go in the seventh. Okay. Yep. To the gotcha. Chargers. Yeah. So he, so he got himself a little. A little taste of well, you're right. Seven twenty two. So there was a void from six eleven to seven twenty two is where it fell off for me. But yeah, interesting, interesting with the quarterbacks. All right, so offer them onto their big bodied pass catchers because this was billed as a landscape changing, especially in tight end premium league draft. And I think by and large, it held up to the billing. Um, I forget when we were talking about the the prop bets. Wasn't it two and a half tight ends in the first round? I feel like it was oh, the I number down somewhere. And I was like, I don't, I don't see. I so I thought two, and I would have been wrong there too. But I would have taken the under <laughs> two and a half. Um, only Don Kincaid went to the Bills. Um, you know, awful. By the yeah. way, well, but, I love it, but I think it just crushes Dawson Knox. Um, I believe that they looked at the best offensive players available at pick twenty-five and said, "You're better than any of these wide receivers." That's my assumption because there was a wide receiver run going right up to them. So I think they said, who could be the biggest difference maker in our offense? Like position be damned, but like skill. And I believe they land on Kincaid, which I'm all for. I, I really am. I think it's, he could be the the second most targeted pass catcher in their offense um, behind Diggs, who is aging out. He's now aligned with one of the top young superstar quarterbacks in the league. Dalton Kincaid is now my tight end one. Um, he has jumped Michael Mayer, um, and it, it's landing spot, it's draft capital, and it's it's potential. Um, and Mayer only went a handful of picks later because Sam Laporta, second tight end taken, who we were both high on, but not second tight end overall, high on goes in, in pick three to the Lions. So they're just replacing one Iowa Hawk guy with another one and hitting reset on the clock. I knew they were a team that was going to be looking for tight end. He landed in a plum spot as well. And then Michael Mayer goes one pick later to your Las Vegas Raiders at pick four, who have a need um, as well because OJ Howard and Austin Hooper aren't it. So Michael Mayer is going to get a ton of opportunity. And so long as Jimmy Garoppolo is a quarterback, that's a great space to be in for Mayer. Luke Musgrave goes slightly after 211 to the Packers. Again, they were tad with taking a tight end as well, but one wasn't enough. So in the third round, they also said, give us Tucker Craft too, because we're just totally changing the way we do business in Green Bay. We're going to be running 12 personnel. We're trying to put pass catchers out there. I actually loved 
them double dipping there. The guy who he was six for me before the draft, who's now just exploding. Luke Schoonmaker, who went second round late to the Dallas Cowboys. They have a huge hole at tight end, unless you're a believer in I'm forgetting the first guy's name who got drafted, but then Peyton Hendershot is the other one. These two really, you know, they, guys who haven't Ferguson. solidified. For, Ferguson. There you go, Jake Ferguson, who haven't really solidified themselves. Schoonmaker, far more athletic than people give him credit for. Pretty advanced, developed, was a senior. He, I think he's the clear starting tight end in this Dallas offense. And we saw what happens with a lesser tight end, in my opinion, in Dalton Schultz. So Schoonmaker now skyrockets up the board for me. Brenton Stradens goes the end of the second to the Jacksonville Jaguars. They only have uh, Evan Ingram on the franchise deal. So this yeah. could be a year learning behind Evan Ingram before he could get an opportunity. And then the last one of significance is Darnell Washington, who lasted to the end of the third round. There's some medical concerns that I heard bubbled up about him that let him fall all the way to pick 30 to the Pittsburgh Steelers, which I think is a great landing spot for him. He's going to help their O-line, which I believe still needs it, and he can be the second tight end in that offense. So I don't think anyone really landed poorly here. Musgrave and Kraft both can't happen. Uh, unfortunately, it's just not, there's not a world where that's going to transpire. So we're going to have to decide there, but I liked a lot of these landing spots for these guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm the opposite. I hate oh. it. Oh. So Kincaid to Buffalo. I, I don't like the competition with Knox who just recently signed a new deal and Knox's best buddies with Allen. I, yeah. I get there's a role for Kincaid to play kind of more the, the, you know, bigger slot. Well, Knox plays on the line, but I, to me, it's just too much. <laughs> there's, there's, you know, you're going to have these two tight ends on the field. I just don't like too many mouths to feed. Uh, I, I do like Laporta. I do like Mayer where they landed. Uh, Musgrave, I liked until they drafted Kraft. <laughs> and, you know, we don't know what this, I, I, I don't hate it specifically more than general. We have no idea what Green Bay's offense is going to look like now with love in there. So I, I'm optimistically negative, if that makes sense. <laughs> Shoemaker, I like, but I think he's going to be a better real football tight end than fantasy. I still think Ferguson is going to be the preferred receiving option in that offense, and I think Shoemaker – is just going to be the, the extra lineman more often than not. I don't think he's as versatile a pass catcher, even though I think he's a very good tight end for, you know, all the things you expect a tight end to do in the NFL. Uh, Strange was, was it like you mentioned, we know what the, the situation is with Ingram's contract. If they're not going to bring him back after this year, he can be a real big gainer a year from now. And uh, Washington too, I don't your your fears for him pre-draft have now been, been realized. fully realized by yep. me where 100%. he's going in there. He's going to be the blocker. He's not taking valuable targets away from Fairmouth. So not, not a giant fan of that. And then scrolling down the list, there's really nobody that jumps out at me. Davis Allen's kind of interesting <laughs> at the Rams. If, you know, they're at some point going to get rid of, uh, Totally just lost his name. Tyler. His first name is Tyler. I know that. The guy that was uh, beating up Arab gentlemen in college. That's his name. Uh, so I, I could see him developing there. Your, your guy, 
your guy, Zach Kuntz, landing with the Jets, w- would have been interested in that until <laughs> the Aaron Rodgers trade. Now I'm not interested in any of these Jets tight ends as we've seen Aaron Rodgers' history with the position. So I, I came at it a little more pessimistic, as I tend to do. So I, I see the value for a lot of them, but I'm more concerned for everyone except Laporta and Mayer than I were going into the draft. Yeah, Tyler Higby is the name. There we go. Good figure out. Um, yeah, Zachary's fallen all the way to, like, this, if I falling, I mean, kid went to Old Dominion, for goodness sake, but... Yeah, after all the steam of like the most athletic tight end ever of going to the Jets in the seventh round. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> that was a fun little story while it lasted. Um, the, the Zach Mallory w- would have been better if he didn't go to the Colts because um, he's not big enough. They, 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 yeah. they prefer bigger tight ends apparently on their team. The, the only good thing Mallory. for uh, Koontz landing the Jets is – you know, he's behind the two guys they signed Nothing. last year. And that's not a position where most teams expect you to come in and be a big contributor right out of the gate. They both have two years left on their deals. That should be around the time Aaron Rodgers leaves. So I don't mind him as a stash or go undrafted, but just keep him on your radar and, and keep an eye on what's happening in, in Jetsville. He's, you know, it takes tight ends sometimes a couple of years to get going. I wouldn't be shocked if he's way more valuable in 2025. Yeah, I mean, he he clearly needs to start playing football. I mean, so sure. whether, whether it's just in practice, you know, yeah, it's, I mean, Zoma and Conklin are there. They still have Kenny Abo and they have Jeremy Ruckert, who I think they put some decent capital into too. We like him. Out of Ohio State. And we like all, fuck. That's a group. That's a John DeBarry's hoo hoo. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was big on Yaboa. I was so on Yaboa at Old Miss. Man, then he went to the Jets, and I was like, yeah, they they got a sunset. Chris, uh, oh, what the heck's his name? The dude that went to Minnesota. Now he disappeared. Herndon. So like Chris, Chris Herndon. Yeah, and now he's he's gone forever. I'm like, <laughs> if he had to die for Kenny Yaboa, so be it. Now Kenny Yaboa could barely stay on the roster. So yeah, it's a it's an absolute nightmare. Um, scenario in with the Jets. But yeah, to Washington's point, it's not even Friermuth, and there's no concern for me there as a Friermuth owner. It's the fact that it's you know, Deontay Johnson, it's George Pickens, it's Friermuth, it's the running back, you know, whether it be Najee or Jalen Warren. Like, yeah, Darnell Washington's never gonna see the ball. I mean it's just there's just there's only one football. You know, he is a six lineman that will catch check downs. He'll end up with like three or four touchdowns in a year. And all that will do will be pissing off the owners of all the other skill position players for the Steelers. Like they needed help on the O-line and this solves two things. It's your blocking tight end slash extra lineman. So you don't have to eligible a guy in. You just have him in there all the time. You know, he doesn't have to wipe down the front of his Jersey to let the, the refs know that he's a lineman eligible at that point in time. He's just the extra tight end. So I'm, I'm okay with, Pretty like I said, with pretty much all the landing spots, I think tight ends usually take a few years anyway. So, whether it's Shoemaker, I mean, it, if it takes a year or two, but he's, I mean, he's a senior, he's developed. I think he gets on the field, and I just think there's not going to be opportunity in that offense for him to to produce pretty quickly. So he jumped in. He's he's ahead of Darnell Washington for me in my dynasty rankings. Oh, Washington! Um, it didn't take much because yeah, it didn't take much. I was not that high on him. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've we've only we've only 
finished him off at this point in time where Darnell Washington's now tight end seven for me. That was um, just a quick glance at this. I, that was where I, I just put him to. Yeah. I mean, that's where I'm at. And, and I could conceivably put Brenton Strange above him with the, the landing spot and everything. Now I'm hearing about how he's kind of bubbled up through the process as well, because I don't want blocking tight ends. No, I don't want blocking only tight ends. You can block. That's fine. Stay on the field, you know, but you don't get points for pancake blocks. So unfortunately, Darnell Washington was a, was, <laughs> yeah, was an enigma. Um, anything else on the tight end position? No. All right. So now we're going to move to wide receiver because I think the, the most interesting are the running backs personally. Um, so why don't you rock? I, I've kind of taken the, the the reins here on the first two of running through. If you have them up and you want to run through the guys or if you want me to run through <clears> them, <throat> you let me know how you want to lean into wide receivers. Sure. So uh, first round, we had the QB run, I believe, first time in history. Four went in a row at any point in the draft. Uh, we had JSN going to the Seahawks, Quentin Johnson to the Chargers, Zay Flowers going to Baltimore, which I can't <laughs> wait to hear your take on that. And then Jordan Addison going to Minnesota. So just looking at the day one, guys, my, my thoughts, I like JSN to Seattle. He's, you know, he's going to be their slot guy in between two, you know, Lockett and Metcalf are both excellent wide receivers. He's going to have some great matchups throughout the year. I mean, I know teams now almost always have a, you know, starting nickelback. So, there's going to be a slot corner that's going to be covering him. That's good. It ain't the old days where, you know, your third corner sucks. There's going to be a good guy covering him, but he's going to have pretty favorable matchups, especially early in the season. Quentin Johnson to the chargers wasn't even something I thought of heading into the draft, but that's probably a great fit for him. I mean, the chargers historically have liked these giant wide receivers and we've seen Keenan Allen and Mike Williams miss a shit ton of time throughout their careers he could possibly start 12 games this year just for each of them missing, you know, six here and there or something. Flowers to Baltimore is just soul-crushing. He's got to move down for me, even with the draft capital. And Addison to Minnesota, I think, is one of the better spots for him because he's probably wasn't going to be a true number one, and he doesn't have to worry about that in Minnesota. That's obviously Jordan, uh, Justin Jefferson's role. So I, I thought that was a good spot. Um Want me to jump to the second round? Or you got anything about these first round guys? Oh, we'll we'll certainly talk about them, but you can run through uh, these second round guys. I think the second round was very interesting. Um, yes. As well. So going to round two, first guy off the board earlier than anybody thought. One of my faves, Jonathan Mingo, who I will no longer be getting in the fourth round of my rookie drafts. Well, we both knew that was going to end, right? I mean, they he got mocked in the first round by Peter Schrager on you know on. Yeah. on uh, Good morning, NFL, whatever the heck, whatever it's called. Um, so he was definitely going in day, on day two. So he was getting steamed up. There was no way he was going to be in the yeah. fourth come rookie draft season. But now he's in the second, right? Oh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, we'll discuss how things shake out in 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 a one QB league. He could oh sure, but squeak and tail end of the first. Yeah. Um, Two nineteen Packers come on the board. Take another one of my favorites, Jaden Reed, who I shall not be getting undrafted or in the fourth. Yeah, back to back senior bowl, guys. Yep. Uh, then my favorite pick of the entire draft, and I'll oh. tell you why, was Rasheed Rice going 224 to Kansas City. And it's my it. favorite because I don't like Rasheed Rice. <laughs> he landed with the, <laughs> with yeah, the Chiefs. Yeah. So everyone's <laughs> going to get all gassed up. 
he's going to skyrocket up people's boards, which means at least one guy I like is going to fall down to me in drafts. I want no part of it. He was on my do not draft list heading into it. So him getting a great landing spot thrilled me to no end because people are going to jump all over him with that KC bump. And then closing out the second round, Marvin Mims going to Denver, which if Russell Wilson can be the Russell Wilson of old, and this is a good-looking Sean Payton offense. I love it. Comma. I do not believe that that will be the case again. I am leaning more towards Russ being cooked than having just a rogue down year. So that scares the shit out of me. Uh, I'm a little scared about Sutton and Judy ahead of them, of him. But we really haven't seen either one of them break out yet. So, I mean, there is a world where he could jump them. There's just a lot of woulda, coulda, shoulda that scare me off Mims more than I would have liked. Yeah, I mean, you, we were both pretty high on Mims uh, going into the draft. I, you know, he got round two capital, last pick of the round, but nonetheless, Broncos not ideal. But yeah, you know, I don't think Cortland Sutton's long for the Broncos, in my opinion. Um, so Mims. Even in the in the short term, Judy's going to play to Slotin and Mims and, and Sutton on the outside. I like Mims. You know, just uber productive early declare gets round two capital. Uh, I was already high on him. He's above all four guys that that went in round two, in my opinion, or the other three. I, I'm taking Mims over Mingo, Reed, and Rice. Um, I was an anti Rasheed Rice like you apparently are, but yeah, he's now entered rarefied air of having the Kansas City Chiefs stamp of approval, where he's going to get steamed up beyond where I was willing to take him, which was like a third round pick um, in rookie drafts. So Mims is my favorite out of that bunch, but Johnny Mingo landing in the Carolina Panthers devoid pass catching group is certainly appealing as well as he's going to be tied to Bryce Young for the foreseeable future. Yeah, that's, you know, I'm, I'm a sucker for any of these rookie wide receivers that land with the incoming um, quarterback. So I'm always, yeah. always a big fan of that. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, it's, he's, he's in the perfect situation. You know, he couldn't have landed in a better spot. Uh, he is, if he went to the Colts, he wouldn't be, he probably wouldn't even be getting on the field early on. If he went sure. to the you know Texans, maybe would have been a better spot, but Carolina or Houston were, were ideal pairing him with the young quarterback. So he got one of those two and, you know, they were prioritizing pass catcher, obviously with not having um, the ability to get someone, you know, in free agency of significance. I mean, they got dusty ass Adam Thielen and they got DJ Chark, who I hear is already injured. So I think um, he's still recovering. Oh, still. Okay. Slash. Still, <laughs> ever, always recovering. Okay. <laughs> okay. Either way, they need it's bodies. Right. And this is a big right. pass catcher who tested super well. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> All right. So there's six more guys that got day two capital. So Nathaniel Tankdell, shockingly. I mean, I, I like the tape of the kid and senior bowl, and he's undressing people, but he's tiny. He goes pick six around three to the Houston Texans. He's going to get opportunity in that offense. Jalen Hyatt goes after him, pick 10 to the Giants. Again, he's starting right away. Who, who, who's, who's keeping him off the field? Darius Slayton? Yeah. Jalen Hyatt's in the field uh, immediately. One pick later, his teammate, Cedric Tillman, goes to the Browns. 
I like it for the Browns. I don't like it for Tillman. Um, obviously, Amari Cooper is not a forever answer in Cleveland, but they just traded for Eli Moore. They still have Donovan Peoples-Jones. I mean, if anything, Cedric Tillman just means that um, David Bell's dead at, at this point in time. You know, they've yes. sunk higher capital into – uh, another wide receiver asset. Josh Downs lasts all the way to the mid third round pick 16 goes to a great landing spot with the Colts where he can step right into that slot role. that was vacated by Paris Campbell. He's also getting aligned with the rookie quarterback in Anthony Richardson, whether it's immediately or, you know, eventually I think it was a great landing spot for Josh Downs. Your boy, Michael Wilson goes to the Arizona Cardinals Nice big body. You got to assume DeAndre Hopkins is out of there. So they don't have a lot of that in their wide receiver. And they got a lot of little guys. And then the last pick, um, the last wide receiver taken in the third round, pick 37 around three, the Raiders take Trey Tucker, I believe the incorrect Cincinnati wide receiver, but they're taking him more for his special teams value than anything else. So that's where I like to focus. I think there's a clear delineation from them and then everyone else, sure. you know, so we can talk about a few guys. I think Charlie Jones landed in a great spot with the Bengals. My guy, Tyler Scott goes to the bears. It just has like Darnell Mooney vibes. So I'm like, are we redundant? Justin shorter out of nowhere goes to the bills who they don't have a ton of depth or, or, you know, size at the wide receiver position. And then Dontavian Wicks to the Packers, he's going to get an opportunity. Puka Nacal to the Rams, like names that everyone knows. But yeah. these guys are day three picks for a reason. You know, so I don't think we should be pinning our fantasy hopes to any of those guys. No, uh, you know, I go on the, the, the tirade about Mingo to Carolina and him pairing up with Bryce Young and how great that's going to be when you have a rookie receiver with a rookie quarterback. And then uh, Houston goes and group drafts Tank Dell to pair up with C.J. Stroud. So Tank Dell is now mm-hmm. competing with Nico Collins, John Mechie, and and the elderly Bobby Woods. Mm-hmm. And, and like you said, I just – I think Dell could have a long career. We've seen some of these smaller guys stick around in the NFL, but he's 5'8 and 165 pounds. I don't know. There, there's, there's, I, I like the player, but I don't – I don't even know where I would feel comfortable drafting him. Like some of these other, he would just have to have such an epic fall. I, I'm going to have none of them. Just uh, best ball, I might take some shots, but th- th- that size is just a big concern of mine. I mean, they dipped, they went to Xavier Hutchinson in the sixth round. And if I had to pick between the two mm. of them, give me the bigger guy. I mean, we've seen these big guys at Iowa State fail time and time again, but I would still rather <laughs> keep going to that mm. well than hope. Tank Dell is the single outlier of these miniature guys we've seen year after year. Um, other than that, I, I kind of agree with everything you said. Josh Downs, I'm, I'm was not high on. I'm kind of glad he fell where he did. Then my, my guy, Michael Wilson, I love that landing spot with uh, Arizona. I don't. I think they said they're keeping uh, DeAndre Hopkins for this season, so I think that's even better for him. Give him a year to learn from him, see how he does things. You know, another bigger bodied guy. I could see him kind of develop if he can stay healthy. Yeah, yeah, right, right there with you. Um, and Tankdale is a super tiny human it's being. Ridiculous. Um, that's ridiculous. But, hey, he's you can't teach fast, right? And in this no-hit NFL anymore, you're seeing these smaller and smaller guys be prioritized. So we skipped right past those first four guys that were taken, the, the big four who were the clear one through four in some order, um, for for everyone pre-draft. So, um, yeah, you, the Zay Flowers, it hurt. 
I'm not going to lie. Um, the Ravens can tell me they're changing their scheme all they want, um, but I'm still a Rashad Bateman guy. They went and got Odell Beckham. They still have Mark Andrews there. They, you know, and Isaiah Likely. Isaiah Likely. And Lamar Jackson's still a running quarterback. They're, they're still going to focus on the run. Like, it's okay. You know, now he's competing with, you know, and, and I know he can play on the outside as well, but I still thought Zay would ultimately be like a primary slot guy, like a 60-40 in a slot. So now he's got a battle with Mark Andrews and Isaiah Likely for targets. Well, um, and I, I, think his, I think his ceiling now is what we saw from Hollywood Brown there. And, and you know, pop pop here and there and have games where he totally disappears. I, I just – yeah, he's filling the exact role they – they had Hollywood Brown in, who they drafted early too. So we've seen w- exactly what this looks like. Yeah, I mean Hollywood was a burner um, on the outside, and Zay's more of a craftsman. But I'm I'm with you, an undersized receiver who's not going to see a ton of volume. Um, I mean Beckham's a one year deal, so it's not the end all be all. But yeah, I mean I couldn't have picked really worse places for him to land in round one. Um, for even just my yeah, my excitement for him long term. Um glad he got the capital. Um, you know, he's in that four pick run. He went before Addison. So they Ravens prioritized him over Addison. But Addison, you mentioned it, landing in the Vikings, Addison is now my wide receiver too. He's just in such a plum spot. He is meant to be like a super beta in an offense. And he is just gonna eat. With I don't care who the quarterback is. It's you know it'll be cousins for this year, and they'll figure it out after that. But I just I can't deny the landing spot with him, and he was he was four for me. I mean, so the landing spot did dictate here because Flowers took a hit, and Quentin Johnson. You mentioned it. I mean, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen aren't long for the Chargers. I'm going to assume this is Keenan Allen's last year, and the odds of one of the two of them being hurt this year are pretty high. So he could get opportunity. It does mean pretty much the end of Josh Palmer, um, who just really never happened. But I don't know. I I do like that he's tied to to Justin Herbert. Um, So he's my three. And then, unfortunately, Addison and Flowers flipped. So now Flowers is my four, um, and Addison went up to two for me. But you know, I I still like all four of them. It's just it's unfortunate. You know, there's just not a, they're not going to be a high volume pass offense. Ravens. I just don't believe it. I don't care that Todd Munkin's there. I I don't. I just think they're still going to be run based. Lamar Jackson's still going to suck volume out of this offense. They could throw it you know four or five more times a game if they wanted to, and I still don't think that puts them in the top half of the league. So. I, I know it shouldn't affect my rankings whatsoever, but did you see Jordan Addison's suit? <laughs> I did not. Was it phenomenal? Uh, he had on a pink suit, which is fine, but the lining on the inside when he held it open was lined with money. And I was like, oh, I hate this guy. <laughs> that would have set me the total other way. I'm, I'm in. He's a, he's a wide receiver. The irony is, if, if he was a cornerback, I'd have been like, "Nice." I like a little, a little assholeness uh, baked into my cornerbacks, but not at, not at you wide should, receiver. You should love Will Levis. Oh. Okay, I, I am actively looking at it. Yes, that's. I mean, it's an it's an interesting pink. It kind of looks like a like a creamy pink suit. I don't know what's on <laughs> Pas- it. There's, there's pastel. Like, He's ready for you know what it is. It it looks like there's you know, like trees on it. 
don't know. But yeah, it's definitely lined with money on the inside. Uh, I, yep. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Solidified. Wide receiver too. <laughs> so let me uh, just you're scroll not. down here. If, if you're done with those top guys, uh, just a couple uh, of the day three players that I thought landed in kind of potentially good spots. I like Nakua going to the Rams. If there's one team mm-hmm. that could use him in, in the gadgety kind of do several things a game's way, I, I think the Rams was a good spot for him. Trey Palmer, who fell to the six, mm-hmm. which I was really surprised by, but going to Tampa, I think, is a good spot. There, there's definitely a, a role for him and potentially long term. I mean, you know, Mike Evans isn't getting any younger. It could be Trey Palmer, and, and Godwin has the guys there for a while. And Demario Douglas going to New England at 633. I, I don't know if I wrote it somewhere. I don't know if I said it on this podcast. I said this at some point in time. I was like, this guy's a perfect Patriots receiver at some point in the process. So hammering this one pick, <laughs> everything else I got wrong makes me happy. But he went right where I wanted him to go. So he's actually going to shoot up my boards quite a bit. I don't even know if I had him ranked in my top 25 prior to this, but I just think that's a very good spot for him. He's a, an excellent slot receiver, and I, I, I'm very curious to see how much they start using him in camp and what comes out about him because if he gets any good reports, I could see him carving out a role right out of the gate. Uh, you, that's um, I didn't know who this guy was. No clue. Um, so if you said his name, I totally just probably assumed you were talking about someone else and, <laughs> and moved on. The Liberty product is 5'8", 170. Now on CBS Sports Tracker, it says, small, decently compact slot wide receiver who runs good, not amazing routes, explosive after the catch, very tough to corral, flashes a bigger catch radius than his size would indicate. Very Patriots pick. So you, you hit the nail on the head there. The funnier part is that you didn't even reference Keishon Butte, who also went to the New England Patriots <laughs> in the sixth round. And you chose to sp- speak about a DeMario Douglas out of Liberty as one of those picks. I mean, at a certain point, someone was going to take a shot on Butte. But again, you like you said with the Zay Flowers, could it be a worse spot? They're not going to put up with his shit in New England. I mean, this guy might never see the field. If he doesn't get his shit together and, yeah. and commit to the game, like he could be washed out before we know it. Um, Trey Palmer, I do like to the Bucks. I don't think they have a ton behind, you know, aging Mike Evans and and uh, Chris Godwin. Russell Gage doesn't <laughs> impress me. I thought he was terrible. <laughs> like, and he, I mean, he was there for Brady. So now yeah. Brady's gone. The team probably isn't even tied to him either. Yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a Palmer fan. Um, Parker Washington at Jaguars, I do like that for depth. I'm not crazy about the player, but I like to pick. I thought you were going to go with A.T. Perry with the Saints because, I mean, they have Olave, they have Endgame Michael Thomas, and then what else do they have you know, in, in their offense? They got um the, the little fast guy. But A.T. Perry brings size to that wide receiver room. And so so many six-round picks. You had already talked about Xavier Hutchinson to the Texans. Andre Isovis also went to the Bengals in round six, so they went and got Charlie Jones and Andre Isovis. So, Which seems weird, right? Do something. Seems, isn't it uh, weird that they double-dip at wide receiver, them of all teams? Yeah, I mean, I think they're probably preparing for the end of Tyler Boyd. Um, so one of these guys can work in the slot for them. Um, I, you know, it's a, you know, throw throw a sword into the ring and you know, let them duel it out to the depth. And and one of these guys proceeds. I think it'll be Charlie Jones. But you know, eh, nothing 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 surprises me anymore. 
with these drafts, you know, you know, there's teams taking two tight ends for goodness sake, John. Why, why wouldn't we take two wide receivers potentially sure. when they can help out in special teams? And, you know, you go deeper at wide receiver than you do just about any other position. So, um, yeah, so I'm good at wide receiver. You go to wide receiver. I got a, uh- a couple undrafted guys that oh. landed in okay spots. Rakeem Jarrett went undrafted. He went to Tampa Bay, which you just mentioned. Not a not a huge depth chart. You know, he was a, a Debbie darling for years, kind of fell off the radar, Crazy. underperformed uh these last couple seasons or season. I don't don't hate the Tampa landing spot for the same reasons I like Trey Palmer being there. Uh Bryce Ford Wheaton, burner, he ended up with the Giants, which I don't hate you. You mentioned uh, Slayton earlier. If they're done with him, he could kind of come in and be that burner deep play threat that they haven't had in a while. And CJ Johnson, who I forgot what college he went to, but he was one of the few Carolina bigger. Yeah. He was one of the few bigger guys in this class. Seattle picked him up so they could use another big body there. If they want to go kind of jumbo with him and um, Metcalf on the field, you're going to have, a tough time if you've got undersized corners, if he can make the team. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you, Rakeem Jarrett and, you know, his Maryland teammate Dante Demas went undrafted as well. Like neither of those guys, again, they were both names, you know, in, in the dead. Demas went to Baltimore, by the way. Well, of course he did. <laughs> I mean, it's just dead. Crazy. dead. <laughs> yeah. So much for you. I mean, he stays close to home, I guess. I mean, that's a, that's a good thing. But when, like, Grant DuBose from Charlotte's getting drafted in the late seventh by the Packers, and they're, like, saying no thank you to Rakeem Jarrett, I got tells you everything you need to know. Like, just that's unfortunate. But, yeah. Yeah, I was uh, – his uh, shine has been fading the last few years, and that candle just got put out promptly by the NFL. So from them on to – what I and I think everyone was just enthralled by uh, on draft weekend, and it was these running backs. So the Atlanta Falcons, to no one's surprise, draft B. John Robinson at eight. They drafted Kyle uh, Kyle Pitts at I believe eight. They drafted um, Drake, uh, London. Drake London at ten, and then B. John Robinson at eight or something like that. They were all between like picks eight and ten. So they're like crazily like. Still prioritizing offensive skill position players. <laughs> and it's still a bottom 10 offense. Yeah. I mean, still led by Desmond Ritter. It's just crazy. But I do believe this was the ideal landing spot for Bijan Robinson. They are a run-based offense. Their scheme gives opposing defensives fits. Arthur Smith is, is not going to go away from it. He's also not going to deploy a committee like he was before. It's just he had no one he could trust. Tyler Argier was always one of the most vulnerable running backs in the draft. Even if it wasn't round one, he was going to get nuked uh, at some point in time. But now it's over. Anytime you get a day three back who's, who pops in year one, sell him. It's just PSA in diamond. <clears throat> Immediately, right away, get out from under that. They are not insulated. Nine times out of ten, nine point nine times out of ten, they get sniped a year or two later. You know, and it's just you know, cash in the cash in the the chips when you can. But I do believe this great for him. He was already the one one in every format, and he remains as such. He is going to be a three hundred touch player immediately and be hyper productive. Then the Detroit Lions go and just just when I think they're the smartest people in the room, they go <laughs> and they take Jameer Gibbs, who I love. He's been my wide receiver, my tight as that. Can I get there? My running back too. <laughs> All along, 
like didn't matter where he went, he was going to be my running back too. They take him at 12, and now I'm hearing all these reports that he wasn't going to be there at 18 when they picked again because Dallas was locked in on him and some other team was locked in on him. I guess that's possible, right? But I just still, it's tough for me to get there until they then ship uh, DeAndre Swift out of town who, after the pick, reportedly requested a trade, which I'm sure they willingly granted because picking him was all but them saying, we don't want you here anymore anyway. We're We're drafting this dude at 12. If you didn't yeah. get the clue, we gave all that fucking money to David Montgomery. Here's a little yeah. more. <laughs> yeah, what part evidence. did you get? Like, we've already packed up your locker. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, he showed up in the boxes on the door. You yeah. didn't even get to come in. Yeah, there's just like a card. Thanks for your service. <laughs> yeah, I mean, your key card doesn't work, right? So, uh, Jameer Gibbs goes pick 12. I mean, just we're going to have to talk about him in greater detail, but the chaos continues, right? There are the only two that go in round one. There's only one running back that goes in round two. And it's Zach Charbonnet, who was in as just a like top, we thought is a top three running back. Just, you know, no surprises here goes to the Seattle Seahawks. It's oh. like, Oh my. And he, he's going to play. Kenneth Walker took a shot right in the nuts in his dynasty value with Charbonnet. Both of these guys did. Oh, yeah. Charbonnet was dinged, too. But you know what? You already paid the premium to draft Kenneth Walker, right? This is knocking Charbonnet down in the hierarchy of things. But he's a superior pass catcher, in my opinion, and more of a complete back than Kenneth Walker was um, in college or in his rookie year. So I'm of the mindset Zach Charbonnet greater than signed Kenneth Walker, personally. As it is, he doesn't have to come off the field back. Kenneth Walker might be the better just between the tackles runner. He might be more explosive. He's a faster player, clearly. I just like Zach Charbonnet better. So I hope his value falls because I'll be I'll be scooping him up. The yeah. thought of them both getting twelve touches a game every week makes me <laughs> makes me fucking sick. Oh yeah, I, I mean it's, it's the worst. It's painful. I mean, this is one of these like unfortunately, like an injury has to happen to someone for the other one to really hit. But injuries happen, and you know, <laughs> the right I don't. Point. Congratulations, but it how, how comfortable? How early would you take him? I don't know. What, I don't have an answer yet. Yeah, I, I don't mean, like this at all. Yeah, I'm not a fan, but I'm. I'm assuming this is going to knock him down draft boards significantly. So Do you take you know, him at 112. Um, yeah, I mean, that's right where I was saying, like early second. So, I mean, depending on where my team is, I mean, you're assuming quarterbacks oh. are gone, top two running backs are gone, top three wide receivers are gone ish type thing. Um, I, I'd be relatively comfortable um, knowing I'm a good team if I'm the 112 in placing a, a chip on Zach Charbonnet. I'm not going to have, a, I'm going to, you know, have limited exposure to him, but I am going to end up getting him in a couple of places. Um, but we can get a little bit more into that. So then round three, four guys went Kendra Miller out of nowhere goes pick eight to the New Orleans saints. Tajay Spears goes pick 18 to the Tennessee Titans. Devin a chain goes pick 21 inevitably to the Miami Dolphins and then tank Bigsby goes pick 25 to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Any of those, all of those that you want to talk about? Yeah. Uh, Miller who I liked, um, even though our friend Derek Brown came on here and shit all over him. I, I was really impressed with his tape. So I liked him seeing him be the fourth guy off the board. Um, I'm probably going to bump him a lot higher 
I, I, you know, the Saints for years have had kind of a two-back system, even though uh, Kamara has been the, the featured back. I, I like Miller because they've used two guys repeatedly in the past. Spears to Tennessee. Oh, I don't even know where to go. I hate it is the short answer. Unless they move Derrick Henry, which they were rumored to be looking to do, but it's probably not going to happen now. I I just don't see any value for him this year, even as the change of pace guy, if he is coming in there and catching a handful of balls out of the backfield. I just think short-term it's super shitty for him. We know they're trying to get rid of Henry, so there is – should be a vacancy sooner rather than later. So I don't hate it as much as I should, but I, I, I just don't like it. A-Chain has the same problem with Gibbs. You know, I, I shared with you that, that list of sub 200 pound running backs. I, okay. A-Chain's super fast. So if you want your top two receivers and a running back to participate in track meets, Miami is the clear favorite. <laughs> However, that's not what we're doing here in the NFL, and I don't see him being a good fit for that Shanahan offensive system that they're going to be running Miami. So he's probably moving down for me. I mean, they're probably going to make a lot of plays trying to get him the ball in space, but I don't – and Bigsby to Jacksonville, again, similar to the Charbonnet situation. You got ATN there. What what role is Tank Bigsby gonna have? I I just don't. Ugh, I don't like I don't like the value. I don't like the landing spot. I don't know how they're gonna use them. Like if if they came out and said we're gonna we're gonna have ATN kind of move move a little bit to uh, keep him healthy, limit his work, and get him a little more involved in the pass game, and Tank's gonna be our lead back. You you could push me along to buy it. But I don't know what the fuck they're going to do with these two guys, so I'm not a huge fan. No, I'm I'm not a I, I'm a, I like Tank Bigsby. I don't like the Jaguars. I mean, I just think again they're going to cannibalize each other because I don't think one's like clearly superior, even though Etienne got first round capital. But that wasn't by this coaching staff, right? So they used day two capital on Bigsby, and they had already bought Dearness Johnson in. You know, they clearly given up on James Robinson, but they still had. Um, Here's a little pass catching back that's continued to carve out a role for the Jaguars. I can see his face. He used to be with the 49ers. Uh, Michael Hasty. Michael Hasty. I mean, so it's not like they're bereft of backs, but I like Tank Bigsby's talent. Devin A. Chain's my running back five now. I just think it's really they're gonna make it work. I just I just believe it. And you say if you if they're having a track meet, well, the NFL is a track meet these days, John. Right? It's easy. You can't touch people. Before the pass, you can't do this. You can't hit them hard. You can't do this. You know, nothing like all these fields are now synthetic. We're like making shit faster and faster and spreading things out. Like this dude could live off a dozen touches. I think if you. <clears throat> I was high on him pre-draft. Then the combine came out and it showed how small he really was. And yeah, he was fast, but he, I already knew he was fast. So I didn't, did, that didn't do anything for me. But then he gets day three draft capital to the literal best landing spot humanly possible for a team that did not have a first round pick either. So this was the second pick that the Miami Dolphins made. They wanted a chain in their offense. Uh, he's, he's fucking Tariq Cohen. I don't know. I'm <laughs> faster Tariq Cohen. Way faster. Tariq Cohen. Listen, well, Tariq Cohen had a, a little, a little time in the sun too, but sure. 
Yeah, I mean, this is a guy, I mean, and what, we got Mostert and Jeff Wilson there on one-year deals. They're super veterans. You know, you saw what fast-ass Mostert could do in this offense. And it's just, you know they're going to get hurt. So who cares that he's little? I mean, the bigger guys keep getting hurt, too, in this offense. It's it's inevitable with the way they run. You know, so he was able to hold up in, you know, on a bad Texas A&M team running inside and outside. I don't know. Maybe just build a little differently. Uh, I mean, I hate I, most of the landing spots. So he may, he may inadvertently, he that's may just rise by default. Yeah. Yeah. Miller, because I, I can't like, move. I think <laughs> that, to, that Kamar is getting suspended and I'm still just don't believe that Jamal Williams is a good running back. I think he's a good locker room guy. So Kendrick Miller could be the lead running back in New Orleans next year. I easy see buy that. For Ajay sure. Spears. I, I don't believe there's a world where Derrick Henry still a Tennessee Titan in 2024. So, I agree with that. You could say Tajay Spears, Devin A. Chain. But so isn't the move then? Touches this year, Big Z is the one that has a roadblock in his way in Etienne. Isn't is the move in. then to fade all these guys and then Scoop put, cheap. put low ball offers in <laughs> halfway through the season when nobody, when people are sad as fuck because Kendry Miller got, you know, well, it three, could be three carries in week eight. Yeah, well, let's push a little further then, right? Because the, the the rest of the guys of any consequence, right? Roshan Johnson gets fourth-round capital to the Bears. I do kind of like that for him because Dante Foreman's only on a one-year deal. And, you know, while I like Khalil Herbert, he's a totally different back than sure. Roshan Johnson is. So I don't think he landed in a bad spot at all. It's okay, Khalil. yeah. I would say it's okay. Not good, not bad. I see the potential, but I also see – the flip side where it would suck. Yeah. <laughs> Izzy Abanacanda goes to the Jets. Fucking murdered. Murdered. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you saw what happened to Michael Carter when Brees Hall got there. Like, I, I think. One of the worst landing spots possible. The worst. I think he has the worst landing spot in the entire class. It it hurts. Right. And he also fell, too. I mean, I think he was. Well, maybe not. I mean, he was ranked pretty low on some of these draft boards. I just had to go find him. When I was trying to see who was still available and then, you know, kind of some of the trackers. But yeah, bad spot. Good for the Jets, bad for Abanacanda. Then your boy Chase Brown goes 28 to the Bengals. Little, little like, hmm. Screaming with upside. Yeah. I mean, don't, yeah. I don't like the player. I just don't. Um, but tested through the roof, you know, and was proved he can handle the load uh, at Illinois. And who knows about Joe Mixon? Because the other two guys aren't going to be it. You know? Didn't he just have charges pressed against him again? Yeah, like they revisited him. Yeah, like menacing or something like Jesus. that. Like reckless menacing or something. Like really Stay creepy. Stay away from women and guns, sir. Yeah, I've got a couple <laughs> years left of this. <laughs> you know? um, so Chase Brown, super interesting. Eric Gray goes to the Giants. Another one where I'm like, okay. You know, like. Saquon's already not reporting. He's not going to sign a tag. He's trying to leverage to get a longer-term deal. doesn't sound like the Giants are interested in really paying him $15 million a year. Maybe, perhaps. Then Evan Hall, D. Burrow's guy, goes pick 41 to the Colts. Murdered. Again. Murdered. murdered. I, 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 I shot a tweet at him. He asked me if I was drunk. Um, uh, I respect it. But, you know, just a bad spot. But a good 1B, you know, for – Jonathan Taylor, honestly. So, I mean, not not good for Hull, but good for the Colts. And then the rest, I don't think, matter. There weren't a lot more. That, there was only, what, five more that got – six more that got drafted. Chris Rodriguez went to the Commanders. Maybe. He's a grinder. He could do something. Deuce Vaughn got the pity pick by the Cowboys. His dad's like the assistant director of college yeah. scouting. They, so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll the interesting thing 
the the big winner with that pick is Pollard. I mean, we all thought Dallas was absolutely going to go for running back here, and and they didn't. Pollard is on that franchise tag. They're going to fucking run the legs off him. Oh, yeah. I I would take. I mean, without having a full ranking in front of me, non super flex draft, I would potentially take Pollard eighth overall. I. Tell me why he won't. He was a running back one last year. Tell me mm-hmm. why he can't finish top five easily. And, and well, stupid well, uh, McCarthy has come out and said they want to run more. Well, yeah, I mean, but yeah, they want to run more. But you know, McCarthy means like two backs run more. But so who? Not having Kellen Moore there. I mean, Malik Davis. <laughs> There's nobody else there now. Definitely, definitely not Ronald Jones. But I'm not. A, I don't disagree with you. I mean, he's a first round pick in in redraft. But yeah, I mean, so yeah, Deuce doesn't doesn't change that narrative at all. Maybe they pick up some of these guys who went undrafted. But I did want to talk about the last four running backs that got drafted because I think they're super interesting. Zach Evans went to the Rams who have, like, nothing behind Cam Akers. Like, Kyron Williams, he ain't that guy. One of my – Zach Evans is going to make the Rams. Listen, that is one of my favorite (laughs) picks in the entire draft. Yeah. they. I mean, we know we can kind of discard running back draft capital, right? It's a devalued position. It ain't like the old days. It sucks he fell to 638, but it ain't 638 of 1996, okay? so. The Rams have done everything they can to tell everyone they don't like Cam Akers for years. <laughs> you know what I mean? He, they, they're not Cam Akers fans in that room. Kerwin Williams stinks. We, we've seen that too. If Zach Evans can show anything in camp, I think he's the Rams starting running back week one, which you can't say that about half the guys being drafted ahead of him. I think Zach Evans is in – the best position of anyone on day three and arguably the day two guys. Yeah. I, I don't disagree. I mean, I, I think they've come around on cam makers, especially the way they finished the year. So I think they're back in, but it's not Zach Evans should be their running back too. Yeah. I mean, and he's an injury away from relevance and he fits this scheme that, that Sean Payton deploys. So I'm I'm right there with you. Six foot two fifteen, you know, has the, the body type to hold up. I was like, okay, yep, uh, to the Rams. Yeah, I'm I'm in. Love on, it. On, on Zach Evans. And Dwayne McBride goes seven five to the Vikings. Hey, draft cap, he got drafted. He didn't, he didn't go on draft to free agent. Unsettled nature of the backfield for the Vikings. Are they going to trade Dalvin Cook or not? You know, can Alexander Madison hold up to a full workload? There's really no one behind him. Kenny and Wangu, and then the dude they drafted last year out of North Carolina, whose name's escaping me. Like Dwayne McBride's probably making the Vikings roster as well. And I don't think he's dead, even though he lasts all the way to seventh. And then these two names, you couldn't be any different. Lou Nichols goes 718 to the Packers, and then Kenny McIntosh just Epic fall, maybe maybe not an epic fall, but after he tested like shit, goes all the way down to 720 to the Seahawks as well. <laughs> couldn't help gross. themselves, but then just to pluck another running back before the draft ended. But all names that kind of landed in different type positions. Lou Nichols with the Packers, he's not going to do shit this year, right? But I'm pretty sure this is the end of the Aaron Jones money. And A.J. Dillon's not going to be an every down back for this team. Yeah, Lou Nichols could... 
have opportunity in the future as a listen, you can you can pick him up after the draft. You know, you just go and put a dollar on him and throw him on your taxi squad after the draft. Yep. But I did like where McBride landed. I loved where Evans landed. And then the McIntosh thing was just more a Seattle Seahawks narrative than anything else. But certainly some some interesting names at the end of the draft. And that's before talking about like undrafted Sean Tucker, whose heart condition likely just buried him. Um, don't know if you saw if did he sign somewhere as a UDFA? Yeah, I got that. When we're, okay. we're done, I got a couple of them. But the the thing with McIntosh too. It seems shitty because you go, oh, well, they, they did Charbonnet. They got Kenneth Walker. But Seattle has always had those uh, Travis Homer, DJ Dallas. There was mm-hmm. somebody, uh, the kid out of Notre Dame whose name is escaping me. They've already had, they've always had that kind of versatile pass catching third downy kind of guy that does get involved. And when injuries have happened ahead of them, they get, you know, a couple weeks where they get a decent little run. So I think McIntosh rescued a shit ton of value, which as much as I said the Charbonnet pick sucks, I think McIntosh actually improves going to Seattle because you kind of – you can already know what his role is. Where Charbonnet, you just kind of shrug and go, I don't know what they're going to do with these two guys. Um, but were yeah, you talking, the, Were you thinking about CJ Prosize? Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, But going to the undrafted guys, so I got a few. Sean Tucker went to Tampa Bay. Don't hate it. Um, Muhammad Ibrahim went to Detroit. <laughs> take, yeah. take that, Swift. Of course he did. Which I don't hate that either. He could. I'm not comparing the players, but give him a, give him a, a year or two of experience. He could be that Jamal Williams, fluky ten touchdown guy on you know, sure seventeen touches. Listen, he, the dude scores touchdowns. Yeah, and Keaton Mitchell, uh, who we we talked about a few times here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> yeah, he wants to be the next Chris Johnson. I'm like, what? Because you went to East Carolina too? So I don't know, kid. All right. Instead, he's in Baltimore getting buried. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So, so nothing to see here, folks, with, with those guys. It's unfortunate about Sean Tucker because Tucker's cool. interesting. If yeah, I mean, healthy. he landed in a spot, but he would have gotten drafted if he didn't. Sure. Conditions. So, I mean, it's just, you know, people just don't want, probably want to be committed to that. But, but he, sometimes it's better. Medical. You know, to get there. So, yeah, he gets to pick where he's going. If and, you're and he picked a to... good spot. I mean, yeah. if he's yeah, healthy, he can have a role right out of the gate. They've yeah. He's, he's, he's better than uh, – he's the guy we used to like. His name sucks. I can't remember his name. It's drawn up like, what, what do you go to, Purdue? The, the second back in Tampa Bay. Oh, sort of a K. Kyron? No. God, no, not Kyron. Oh. Wow. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna anger me until I pulling it up now. Death Keyshawn Death. Vaughn, Keyshawn Vaughn, oh, Vanderbilt. Sorry, that's at Purdue. Keyshawn Vaughn, he's better than Keyshawn Vaughn. Oh, All I right. forgot they signed they signed Chase Edmonds. I don't even remember that. They did, they did, but yeah, Keyshawn Vaughn with the Vanderbilt. Yes, that's what I said. I wrong <laughs> Purdue. Was, yeah, I knew it was one of those. Same colors, black same and gold. Colors, same difference. Yeah, who gives a shit? Doesn't matter. Okay. Doesn't matter one bit. Okay, so we just ran through position by position. So I thought it'd be fun. And listen, we'll, we'll go. No, I guess the numbers don't matter, right? So we're going to go 12. We're in a 12 team league. And we're All just right. going to do two rounds. So we're just going to talk about our top 24 here right now. So I have a walk, coin here. So you're going to walk, walk sprung this on me. Yeah. This was a total heads surprise. Or, heads or tails? Uh, heads. Heads. Uh, Ted's. Do you want to pick one or pick two? Uh, 
<laughs> we, snake draft? Do I get back to back on the turn? Uh, no. It's a rookie draft. Uh, how would you get a snake go, draft? <laughs> We're trying to create something here. Go two. That's not how rookie draft. Take two. You're gonna take. I, I have. I have a rookie draft that does a snake. I have one. Really? Uh huh. I don't. Yeah. I, I thoroughly disagree with that. There's more details to it, but okay. I, I, I shan't bore you at this time. No, please don't. Um, all right, so we're going to go super flex tight end premium because it's what brings in okay all gotcha. these guys, right? So we're, we're, we're slamming them all in here. All right, so you gave me the 101. I already said it when I talked about them. I'm not going to belabor the point. B. John Robinson, regardless of format, is 101. Now, I do agree that there are scenarios where the worst team in the league should not draft B. John Robinson, but I'm not going to play those narratives. I'm just saying if I have pick 101, I'm drafting B. John Robinson. Oh, boy. Screws are to me here. At uh, number two, I'm going to go Anthony Richardson. Put my money where my mouth is. QB1, thank you. Is that why you took pick two? Because you knew you were going to get Anthony Richardson? No, actually, when you took one, and because I forgot about Robinson even existing, I was like, fuck, I don't know what I'm going to do now. <laughs> so, no, I, I, the, the screws were to me, actually. Okay. Um, yeah, he would have been my pick two. Uh, no, he wouldn't have. I'm lying, totally, because it's not where my rank line up. But. <laughs> I'm going to go with my pick two. He would have been my pick three. Uh, I'm going to go with CJ Stroud. All right. Uh, fuck. I. Oof. He got the capital. I like the. I don't like the player. This is super flex. Give me Bryce Young. Well, Bryce Young. Awesome. You made it easy for me. I am taking Jameer Gibbs. Oh, five now i was not so made it easy for me mm-hmm. i'm gonna go jsn which is the right pick Gibbs just moved ahead of jsn for me that's the, the first four are my top four still um the only order difference for me is stroud to richardson it's just they're good they're gonna have to use the shit out of them they just like you, you get top 12 draft capital as a running back you go over jsn in, in my opinion so not a huge switch. I would have taken JSN next. So I'll stick with my board as well. I said I'm moving, and now it is Addison, wide receiver two. So Jordan Addison at pick seven. And we're going tight end premium, right? We are. All right. Let's uh, let's get nuts here. Don't have new rankings yet. It'll probably be next week. I'm going to go Sam Laporta for our second Detroit Lion off the board. Okay. It might be my new Not- tight end one, I think. Not where I thought you were going when you started leaning into the tight end premium, but fair enough. Um, I am now going to go Will Levis at nine. Ooh. All right. I'm up at 10. Falling right where he was pre-draft. Give me some more Quentin Johnson at the tail end of the first here. I was thinking Quentin, but with the super flex format, and I do believe Will Levis will inevitably be the starter for the Tennessee Titans think next this year? year. No, I think next year. I think they're going to they're going to try and win with Ryan Tannehill this year. Um, so maybe if like the wheels fall off later in the year, but I do believe he's their starter next year. We didn't uh, even talk about this when we discussed the Will Levis pick, but uh, has anyone had a faster <laughs> fantasy decline than Malik Willis? Dead, dead, completely dead. Yeah, it's tough. Um, yeah, I don't really think he was given much opportunity. He was kind of like thrown in there last None year. Whatsoever. And they totally like bailed on him to bring in uh, Josh. Man, I'm having a 
I am having a brain fart day today. What's that? What's that? The quarterback's name? The the, the guy who was face. The yeah, the kid they brought in. I want to say Dobbs, Dobbs. Think, right? It is Josh Dobbs. Hundred percent. Um, yeah, Joshua Dobbs. They brought him in to try and prolong their playoff run rather than even see what they had in Malik Willis. So I'm with you. you now uh, the end came quick for Mr. Willis out of Liberty. Hey, but at least he got a, a kid drafted by the Patriots, right? So <laughs> got that going for him. Um, all right, pick 11, tight end premium. I'm going to go with my tight end one, Dalton Kincaid. All right, and 12 to close out the round. Man, I, heaven's a flowers fall out of the first seems crazy, but we are tight end premium. I'm going to go Michael Mayer. Mm-hmm. Hurts to say it, doesn't it? Yeah. All right. So that is round one. Quick recap. Bijan Robinson, Anthony Richardson, CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, Jameer Gibbs, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Jordan Addison, Sam Laporta, Will Levis, Quinton Johnston, Dalton Kincaid, Michael Mayer. So we had four quarterbacks and three tight ends going the first round. That just shows you what type of running back and wide receiver draft this really is. So I will stop the fall with where I said I would probably take him at the 201, Zay Flowers. All right. Now the the plot thickens here. 202. Boo, 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 boo. I am going to take Kendra Miller. I knew you were going to take I would have taken that word right out of your mouth. Um, I don't disagree because it was between him and who I'm taking, Zach Charbonnet at 203. All right, 204. Oh, got to do it, and it pains me because I know where I got him before. Give me Jonathan Mingo. Loved the player before, got the draft capital. Can't can't not do it. Can't not. We're going double negatives yes, right, sir. right now with, with the can't nots. Yeah, I don't disagree, but, yeah, look where he's at now. He, he's a top 16 pick. From round four value. All right. So I am going to just trust what I uh, ranked and I'm going Devin A chain. I think that is a steal in the mid second. Like every year in rookie drafts, this is where we start uh, clutching our pearls here. Um, Boy, I feel like I can get some of these guys later. So no need to pull the trigger here. I'm going to go Marvin Mims, I guess, who I liked pre-draft, did squeeze into round two. It's sad. I was, that's who was between Mims and A-Chain. I was like, he's not going to take Mims next. So, <laughs> <laughs> 100% I was getting Marvin Mims. So I think it's a solid pick. Um, and we're running down my list right now. I'm At this point, we'll talk value. So I'm going to take Hendon Hooker. And, uh the two seven. I was curious where he was going. I keep looking at him. I'm like, is this too early? And that is our third Detroit Lion through what eighteen picks? It's all changing. It's, it's ridiculous. Yep. All right. Now, am I picking for me, or am I picking what I think is going to be happening in these drafts? Oh, no, this this is if you have the two hundred eight. Because I think this is where Rushy Rice is going to go, if not earlier. But no, see, I, no, listen, we need to. This is this is can't, this is can't people, do it, John. All right, let's go with, man, the tight end premium makes this a little easier. Give me that stud Luke Musgrave, who's a hell of a receiver. He is. 
All right. So you went Musgrave. I was I was thinking Musgrave, who is my tight end four. Um, I am not going to go back to the tight end position. It was a guy that I I don't like, but I think landed in a great spot, and he is climbed back on my draft board. I'm going to take Jalen Hyatt at pick two nine. Yeah, don't hate it. Don't hate it at all. Um, oh, fuck. <laughs> this is tough. I I'm gonna. Oh no, I don't want to go him now. This now this is where I would have jumped on Hooker. Looking at the position players and going, eh, Hooker would be a good spot here. Um, I'm going to roll the dice on Chase Brown. All right, I will take your Chase Brown. Our first fifth rounder. And I will raise you a Zach Evans. Fuck, I didn't look that far down. Damn it. (laughs) That was the correct pick. I shit the bet on that one. Okay, let's bounce back from that mistake. I'll take a player I really like. I like Jaden Reed. Uh, Again, don't know what that offense is going to look like. I believe he's got higher draft capital than Romeo Dubs, who I think was a fifth rounder. So he should get more opportunity to jump ahead of them, even though he's a a different kind of receiver. So give me Reed. Okay. And listen, just because I'm feeling frisky and you look stressed, we're going to push it to three rounds. Let's go. We're going to get there, right? And it was another guy that I don't want to disrespect, which is largely why I want to do this, right? I'm going to take Roshan Johnson to start off the third round. Oh, I didn't know that was the end of two. I'm not even keeping track. Yes, yeah. So I think he belongs. So round two was Zay Flowers, Kendra Miller, Zach Charbonnet, Jonathan Mingo, Devin A-Chain, Marvin Mims, Hendon Hooker, Luke Musgrave, Jalen Hyatt, Chase Brown, Zach Evans, and Jaden Reed. I believe Roshan belongs squarely in that conversation with Chase Brown and Zach Evans. So go. Boy, I'm going to go ahead and take, reluctantly, I'm going to go with Josh Downs, who I don't love, but I don't hate the opportunity in Indy. Okay, I will just keep this train moving. I will take Tajay Spears. He was, it's an interesting fall, because he was going in the second. Um... If Izzy was in a good spot, I jump all over mm. that. I'm gonna I'm gonna bite the bullet here and take Rashi Rice. <laughs> and I love that you're the one that drafted him. It's a Kansas City <laughs> wide receiver, right? Through all this. You're like, I hate him. Someone else is gonna push up value for me. Clinching my yeah. teeth. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I will take finally my tight end five, Luke Shoemaker. I've been looking at him the last couple picks. Yeah, I was like, please don't sni- snipe any from me. <laughs> All right, back to me. I am looking at got the draft capital. You mentioned it's a totally different coaching staff. Tank Bigsby, welcome to the big show. I like it. I think this is when you should be taking running backs. Honestly, like there's there's pressure. It was a tight end premium. You know, I certainly wouldn't be taking Schoenmacher here. I'd just be loading up on running backs. Um, a guy, ooh, do I do it? Oh, oh, just, damn it. I want to do it. All right, tight end premium. I'm going to go Tucker Craft. If it's ooh. not Musgrave, it's going to be Craft. It's true. It's got to be one of them. I- I'm going to go with. Just a guy. There's somebody I also like, but I'll take I'll take my guy. I'm going Michael Wilson. 
All right, so we're going to continue this pain train, and I am going to take Cedric Tillman. That's who I was going back and forth with up to me here. Two picks left, Jonathan, just so you know. I have two or just yeah, you're a pick ten. Okay. Yeah. You get two, you get you get two more guys. All right. Let's go with oh boy. Let's roll the dice on Eric Gray reluctantly. I don't hate it. All right. I am going to take I think there's a fun I there's no way I'm taking Darnell Washington. So if you're even curious to him at the end of the third, you can have him. But there's a little bit of me who wants to go Brandon Strange, but I, I, too many tight ends, even in a tight end premium. So I'm going to go to a guy that was high on that I think got good landing spot, even though bad capital. I'm going to take Dwayne McBride. McBride, not bad. I'm going to go Tyler Scott. Tyler Scott. All right, so we got – look at us. We were pretty productive in that one. So round three, Roshan Johnson, Josh Downs, Tajay Spears, Luke oh, – sorry, Rashi Rice, Luke Shoemaker, Tank Bigsby, Tucker Craft, Michael Wilson, Cedric Till- Tillman, Eric Gray, Dwayne McBride, and Tyler Scott. I you want to go nuts and do four? Lots of leagues do four. Uh, hey, if you're feeling frisky, okay, I'm feeling frisky. All right, let's go. <laughs> All right, so in the fourth, I will take Darnell Washington. Right? All right, there's, Darnell there's Washington. a certain point where Four insanity one. has to stop. He'll be on it's, the field a lot. Talking about the insanity must stop. I, give me Tank Dell. He's he's the only show in town in the dog shit offense. Yeah, there's there's not a lot to argue about there. So I will throw a dart at Keishon Boutte right here. Ooh, interesting. I'm going to stick next pick in the sixth round. Give me Trey Palmer. His former LSU teammate. There you go. And more productive player. True story. All right. So from Trey Palmer, I am going to take Israel Abanaconda. Oh, God. That's a hard. That's such a bad one. Yeah, it's it's not good. It's not good, Bob. Not good at all. I'm looking here. Wide receiver, tight ends. Uh, boy, get let's go with a wide receiver. Uh, let's go with I'll go back to Houston. Somebody's got to catch balls there. Xavier Hutchinson. All right, Xavier Hutchinson. I will take. And there's no one I want on here. Who? I will go Puka Nakao. <laughs> I like that. This is a good spot for him. That's a good pick. I kept looking at his name. I'm going to dip my toe in the quarterback waters and take Stetson Bennett. Okay. We're wearing the Stetson hat. All right. I will take Brennan Strange. Uh, Back to me, I actually like Andre Isovius better than Charlie Jones, but he went two rounds ahead of him. So give me Charlie Jones in that Cincy offense. Don't hate it. All right. So you said Charlene Jones. No no offense, Charlie. Um, My last pick, I'm going to go with UDFA, Sean Tucker. Interesting. And then this is final pick? Last pick. Evan Hull. Could be be a steal. 
Yeah, be honest. I I was still interested in the fourth round. I I hated you know I, I've become so sour on this draft. I traded a lot of my picks away for players. But as we're running through, I'm like assuming that it's a super flex tight end premium. There's still guys that I am interested in <laughs> at, at, in the second half of these rookie drafts in rounds three and four. You know, should some of these fall? I mean, uh, Roshan Johnson, Ty, Tajay Spears, Tank Bigsby, you know, all go in the, the third round. And that's that's nice. Yeah, I uh, I mean, you know, it gets a little more difficult the deeper you get into it, but you know that already. <laughs> it's like every uh, draft. All right. So, John, we did it. We just rocked all the positions. Talked, I think, pretty significantly about all of them. Ran through a four-round rookie mock draft. I think people are ready. What one question for you on the mock? And then we'll get out of here. Anybody you wish you took? Said I wish you took that guy earlier. Um, just kind of looking through. My, I'll give you mine real quick. Mine was easy. It was Zach Evans. I, oh, I wasn't yeah. looking I deep name. enough. Yeah, once I said his name, I was like, there's no way John's taking Chase Brown over Zach Evans after what we just talked about. So once you took Chase Brown, I knew I had to take Zach Evans. He but I, I think I even would have took him ahead of all. Tank Bigsby. I wasn't even looking that far down my sheet. Oh, yeah. Well, listen, you took Tank Bigsby uh, half a round later. Did I? Oh, yeah. Chase Brown went in round two, yeah. and then I took Zach Evans the end of round two, and then Oops. yeah, Tank Bigsby went in <laughs> Never mind. So. <laughs> I, I, yes, you would have taken him. <laughs> he was taken him. Um, but yeah, I mean, just looking through of any guys that I, you know, thought would fall more. I mean, maybe I take Josh Downs over Jalen Hyatt personally. Um, in, in retrospect, I, I believe I have Downs ranked higher than Hyatt, um, but I do like the landing spot for Hyatt. So that's probably one where looking at it that, you know, in the, in the late second, but I really take Jalen Hyatt over Josh Downs. Probably not. And and should I have taken Keishon Boutte? Probably not, but there's really no names after him that I'm like, damn, I'm I missed on. Honestly. So yeah, and, and especially in those rounds, you start looking at guys as, you know, what what is the you know, you're you're swinging for ceiling with these guys, not with safety. And exactly and Boutte is clear. I mean, Boutte and Oddly enough, Trey Palmer that went back to back in the NFL draft as far as wide receivers. Those and in our draft. Probably have the highest upside of a lot of these day three guys. I mean, even, you know, Tyler Scott, we kind of like. Charlie Jones, we kind of like. I don't think either one of them has the ceiling Boutte and Palmer have. They might no. have a, a much higher floor. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, so, so it's. I think in the fourth, I mean, look in your look in your draft history and see how many fourth round picks even ever were worth a shit on your team. It's as as good as we think we are. It's still precious few that are really I, made I think, more than a blip on the radar. Probably more of a failure on my part, but I I think I've been better historically in the fourth than the first. <laughs> I think my first is riddled with fucking landmines in the fourth. We'll save that that for the the dynasty couch. (laughs) We talk about our strengths and weaknesses. But, yeah, I mean, I love grinding. I like like uncovering these guys that are falling and taking them and then being something. But just, I mean, 
do the thought exercise. Go to one of your team's histories and actually look back. Oh, I, I mean, did it a couple like, weeks ago. And oh. you're just like, oh, why am I even wasting my time here? Like, you know, these guys are all day three picks. It's you know, crazy. Except for Tank Dell. Tank Dell's the only guy just at a first glance here that wasn't a day three pick that went in round four. I mean, it's just that's they're day three picks for a reason. Right. Yeah. It's like unlikely to to pan out. So it's usually wasted draft picks, but <laughs> hey, you uncover your guy, it, it makes it all worth it at the end, right? True story. Well, that was that was fun, and the, the, the draft was a good surprise at the end there. So, no, oh, and my apologies to Brennan. Brenton Strange, he actually went in this. I thought he did. He went in the second round. So, 230. Yeah, he is another guy that went later than he probably should have in this tight end premium draft, given the capital and the opportunity and being tethered to uh, Trevor Lawrence for the next four plus years. True story, but so that was that was a good time. Hopefully, uh, you enjoyed that, especially the mock that was sprung upon me last minute. So, thanks for that walk. That was actually a good exercise because I haven't done rankings yet. So now I'm kind of things are swirling in my head where I'm going to start moving these guys. Probably come back next week and do our post draft ranking show. So, come back for that. But that should do it for us. You got anything else to add? No, sir. Outstanding. Perfect. For myself, John DeBarry, my co-host, Matt Walker, and our friends at Expand the Box Score, we are the Fantasy 40, and we are out of here. Out! All right. Apparently, it's been a two-day thing. Started while I was at work last night. Hmm. Well, that, I mean, those worlds, those worlds collide, right? I mean, to be fair, it was a brontosaurus. It would be silly to be on the roof of a home. But it's also non-threatening. After an herbivore. Do you know brontosauruses aren't even a real dinosaur? (laughs) Is it just a name that's not real of it? Because I know there's like a patasaurus. Yes, correct. The original brontosaurus that you and I grew up with... uh, (laughs) they discovered was a mistake. They had like the head of one thing and body of another and legs of another one that they sounds like Anthony Richardson miss. (laughs) 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 They miss. But yeah, I mean, constructed. Okay. Who the fuck can tell the difference between. How do you want to do this? I think at the end we do a quick like mock draft. Ooh, out of nowhere. All right. I think it'd be fun. You know, literally, and it's it's not the same teams, right? It's you're just pick two. You're just pick four. You're just whatever. Sure. Even though it's like, oh well, I got <laughs> I got <laughs> Anthony Richardson at a two, so I gotta pair him with no. No. I like it. I like this it. is your organic pick. So I'm gonna go by and <clears throat> we'll probably just do a position by position and say any big movers, risers, fallers for us. Um and then we can do a, a mock at the end. Okay. All right. I don't think we're going to have much to say about the quarterback position because I don't think really anything shocking happened. I mean, I think Hendon Hooker went later than I thought, but and then some other quarterbacks went earlier than I thought. Meaning like the late guys. That whole like, fucking we'll weird talk about it. That whole yeah. pack. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was like a, a rugby scrum. Quarterbacks in the late fourth, early fifth. 
enjoying the the ass kicking my allergies have been giving me for fucking three days. Yeah, oh. I've been, yeah, I've been a nightmare for like the last two days. I felt like crap, like pressure headache, like just feel like. So that surgery didn't help at all. No, no. Well, now I'm not going to do it. <laughs> no. No. I think the whole point was I could breathe and not go what I've been through the last two days. So it doesn't even make a difference. No. Well, listen, maybe I'm just a, an anomaly because. A pack of hate right off the top and then. Oh, oh okay. Give, give your, uh, give your Eagles all the love in the world that they deserve. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm just. And the fact the dude, they got it like in the seventh at Moro Ajomo, the D lineman from Texas. Like I was looking at him like well before the draft and he was supposed to go way earlier than that. Like, it's just crazy that you know, even at the end, I'm like, that's the guy I wanted. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe I, I woke up. Well, I'll say it when I, <clears throat> yeah. All right. I'll do 45. <clears throat> See Dan Campbell in the war room losing the ship. No. <clears throat> you, you haven't seen that? I didn't watch like, anything. Oh, I mean, like the, the videos of all these guys, like the, the best thing in the world ever happened to them. Just look when Detroit drafted Jameer Gibbs, the fucking place exploded. Like they had robbed Fort Knox or something. Smart water. 